When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to The John Cordray Show, number 29. Today, I'm talking about three tips you can do right now to help with pre-event anxiety. This is The John Cordray Show, the infusion of mental health and healthy living. Welcome to the green zone of inspiration, encouragement, and enlightenment. Discover how you can feel better so you can start living better. And now, your host, your friendly neighborhood therapist, a national certified counselor, a leading voice of emotionally healthy living, and the mental health dude, John Cordray. Welcome back to the John Cordray Show. My name is John Cordray, and I am your host for today. And I am also a licensed therapist and a national certified counselor. And I am here talking about various things about emotionally healthy living. And today, I am talking about three tips you can do right now, right now, that you can do to help with your pre-event anxiety. And this is episode 29. Well, I do want to welcome you back and welcome to you uh, who are new and maybe you caught the the title of this episode and, and you're here for the first time just trying to check it out and figure out what I'm all about and who I am and and if that's you, then I am so delighted to have you here. And I know that I have some regular listeners too, and, and I'm not going to leave you out. Don't worry. I really appreciate you coming back. And as always, if you have an idea or a topic that you would like for me to talk about, please let me know. And that's exactly how this episode, uh, I came up with this episode because somebody on Twitter uh, named Joe. Joe, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for asking me to do uh, an episode on anxiety, and I was thinking about, okay, what, what exactly can I do, uh, or what can we talk about with anxiety, because there's so much to talk about. Well, I, I specifically wanted to talk about uh, what I call pre-event anxiety, that anxiety that gets so intense right before an event, uh, because this is something that I talk with a lot of clients that come to see me, because we talk about peaks and, and how sometimes our, the anxiety can peak really high. And, and most of the time, the anxiety peaks pretty high right before a specific event. And let me, let me kind of just give you a scenario here and see if you can relate. So do you know what this feels like? Okay, so just bear with me. This is a hypothetical, um, a hypothetical thing that maybe you can relate to. Okay, so let's say you have an important event coming up. Maybe it's a presentation, perhaps it's an interview that you're going in for a job, or maybe you're the one doing the interview 
uh, for someone wanting to uh, join your, your business. Maybe it's a business meeting or it could be simply just going out to lunch. Whatever event that's coming up that's in your mind right now or maybe something that you have thought about in the past, right? Maybe you're, the, the event that you went to is over now, but you can relate to this because your anxiety got really high right before the event. And maybe it was a week away and you started thinking about it and started focusing on it. Maybe it was a few days away and you just couldn't get it out of your head. That pre-event anxiety, the anxiety that happens right before the event, and it becomes the only thing that you think about, you focus on, and it's, it's never focusing on the good, is it? It's always focusing on the bad. What bad thing is going to happen because of this event? So you toss and you turn and you just can't fall asleep. Because you're thinking all about all of the things that's going to go wrong. And you are sure that it's going to go wrong, right? So you, you come up with a worst case scenario, then you start to believe it. And once you believe that worst case scenario, then it becomes a part of you. And that becomes the anxiety. It controls every action that you have. It controls your thought life. And all you can think about is how you're going to be in the spotlight, you worry about messing up and you worry about making a fool of yourself and your heart beats faster and faster the closer the event gets. Maybe your palms get a little sweaty and you just feel like running away just to get away from it all. Then when you're actually in the moment at the event, during the event, in the here and now, you realize that it's not as bad as you thought it would be, right? So if it's a presentation and you're up there, yeah, it gets really, your anxiety gets really high, but once you start your presentation, it's not as bad as you thought it would be. And then in fact, after the event, you feel so relieved and even ecstatic that you did it. And you kind of celebrate and you do a little happy dance. But then... Then the anxiety comes back again, right before your next event. Can you relate with that? Does this describe you? That you go through this vicious cycle of that high anxiety right before the event, and and it it gets worse and worse and higher and higher, the closer it gets. And then once you're doing it, once you're in, in the event itself, it's not as bad. In fact, you might even think it's kind of fun. After the event, you realize, yes, I did it. And then the next time, the next event, it starts all over again. You're tossing and you're turning and you're thinking about all of the bad things that are going to happen. Yeah, just, this does excri- describe you, doesn't it? If you're listening to this, you probably were intrigued by my title, The Pre-Event Anxiety. And I don't think I have to describe it. Exactly, because you know what it means. You know what it feels like. And that feeling of intense anxiety right before the event. That is what I want to talk about today. If you could be feeling the anxiety the night before of your presentation, let's say. Or the anxiety right before you go on stage to sing. Or the intense anxiety that hits you hard when you're anticipating getting on an airplane, 
for instance, right? So the event doesn't have to be a, a big presentation or singing on stage. It could be just getting on an airplane. That pre-event uh, anxiety could be simply going out to lunch with people that you don't know very well because you have to do some chit-chat, right? So the, the, the event doesn't have to be a huge event. It's just the trigger, that intense anxiety that hits, and that anxiety that spikes right before that event, no matter how big or how small, it's that anxiety that hits right before the event. And for some people, it's also taking tests. And so there's a, such a thing as test anxiety. It's not that you don't know the content. It's the fact that you can't get it out because you feel rushed and you have to get, get through it. So the pre-anxiety is so much worse than the actual event that you're worrying about. Almost always, I can't tell you how many times that I have had clients come into my office, uh, maybe a week before their event, and we're, I'm working with them and I'm helping them process it and going through a lot of the things I'm going to talk about in a minute. And I'm helping them through it, and they come back, and it's after the event, and they say, wow, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. In fact, it was kind of fun. I'm glad it's over. And then two weeks later, their next event comes, and they're right back, and we're doing this review of these tips that I'm going to tell you today. And that's okay. You know what? That's part of life, right? So you're, if you have high anxiety, it is possible that you might not get rid of it. You might have to live with it, but you don't have to be controlled by it. There are certain things that you can do to cope with your anxiety, and I always say that if you can get some control over your anxiety and learn to cope with your anxiety, your confidence level will rise. And when your confidence level rises, your anxiety drops. And it's the other way around as well. If your anxiety gets is increased, then your confidence is decreased. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, of course you do. The pre-anxiety is usually so much worse than the actual event that you're worrying about. So what do you do? Let me ask you this. Does your anxiety get intense the week or perhaps a day before the event that you have to do or go to? Do you get sick to your stomach thinking about giving a presentation, maybe at work or at school? Are you ever tempted to call in sick in order to miss your company picnic, right? So if you can relate to that, and if you can say, man, yeah, I hate this pre-anxiety, let me talk about three tips that you can do right now to help with your pre-event anxiety. Now, notice I said help with your pre-event anxiety, and I didn't say cure. <laughs> this is not a cure. There's not a cure, but you can work on it to help lower your anxiety. Take back the control that your anxiety is robbing you from. And these are three tips. They're not three guarantees, guys. I, I wish I can guarantee it, but I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to guarantee that these tips are going to take away a hundred percent of your anxiety. My goal is to give you confidence that you can 
face your anxiety and do whatever it is that you need to do. Go to the event and be okay. And I also remind my clients when they come to see me, and I, we are talking about this very thing, the, the pre-event anxiety or the pre-anxiety. And almost always they feel like people know that they have anxiety just by looking at them. <laughs> you know, and, and I just, I simply just smile and I say, no, no, people cannot tell most of the time. They cannot tell that you have anxiety. They can't read your mind. And they're not thinking and looking for people who have anxiety. It just doesn't happen. So your mind tends to go places where it shouldn't when you have anxiety. You just know you're determined to believe that other people know how you feel. And then you start feeling like a fool. And that prevents you from doing things. Maybe you're at a crowd and and you kind of find the nearest corner and you just kind of try to hide behind everybody because of your anxiety, because you believe people can see that and see how you're feeling. And you're worried about what they'll say or what they'll do. So this is not about curing your anxiety. Man, I wish I could. I wish I can say, do these three steps. And if you do them, your anxiety will go away. It just doesn't work like that, my friend. I so wish it did. But it, it takes a lot of work, just like anything in life. You have to work at it, and it takes a long time. And if you have high anxiety, you have something that a huge population of the planet has, and that's high anxiety. So you're in, 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 you're in a, a club, unfortunately, a club that you never signed up for, but you're part of a club, and that means you're not alone. And I bet you have felt all alone with your anxiety. I bet you have felt like I am the only one that can't get sleep because I'm fretting over this event. And let me tell you, you're not. You're not alone. You're just simply not alone. Okay, I'm rambling again. So let me get into the three tips that you can do right now today that you can help with your pre-event anxiety. Number one. Focus on what you know to be true rather than the fear of the unknown. So it's about what you focus on. And my bet is you focus, tend to focus on the fear of the unknown. And then that determines how you live that day. Right? So if you're focusing on the fear of the unknown, you're tossing and you're turning and you can't fall asleep because you're focusing on that fear of the unknown. But rather, I want you to try to train your brain to focus on what you know to be true. And here's how you do that. And this is what I tell my clients. It's a simple little thing, but I call it a T-chart. And I mentioned this. I've talked about this quite a bit. So if this is a repeat, then let it be a review and a reminder for you. So a T-chart is simply you get a, a piece of paper, draw a large T right down the middle of the paper. So it's a T, the letter T. And on the left side, write down all your thoughts and all your feelings, no matter how ridiculous they may be. Just write them down on the left side. Do little bullet points 
I feel like I'm going to be a failure. I'm going to lose. People are going to laugh at me. I'm going to be judged. I'm going to make a fool of myself. Write all those down. Every one of them. As, as detailed as you can. And then on the right side of the T, write down what you know to be true. The evidence. The facts. Nothing but the facts. And try to remember other times that you have felt this way before. And how you wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be. That's fact. That's evidence. Okay? So on the left side of the T... T-chart, you have your thoughts and your feelings, no matter how ridiculous they may seem. I want you to be honest. I want you to validate how you feel. But it doesn't mean it's what's true. Okay? Your feelings are not always going to be true. And a lot of times in this instance, when your anxiety gets in the way, it's not true at all. But I want you to write it down, and I want you to validate how you feel. And then on the right side of the T-chart, write down the evidence, what you know to be true. What do you know to be true? And write down, I don't know, like, okay, here, here's kind of a, a, an example. Nobody likes me. What side of the T-chart would you put that? Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. Right, so you would put that on the left side of the T-chart. On the right side... You would ask yourself, really? Is that really true? Nobody hates or everybody hates me. No one likes me. Is that really true? No, because my spouse likes me. My kids like me. My mom and dad like me, right? So you can list down the evidence, what you know to be true. Because what happens when our our anxiety gets in the way, especially during the pre-event times, that anxiety gets so high, we focus on, uh, our, our focus gets distorted. Our thoughts gets distorted. And we've got to bring it down, bring some logic, bring some evidence into the picture. So you do that by a T-chart. So that's number one, uh, write out a T-chart. Number two is related, and I would say do this after the T-chart, and that is positive self-talk. Positive self-talk. You already talk to yourself, right? You're thinking in your mind, the pre-event anxiety, you're already thinking you're going to fail, you're no good, no one likes you, you're an idiot, you're going to be a failure. So that's already self-talk, right? So you already do it. I'm just saying change the negative self-talk and make it more positive. And if you do the T-chart, the positive self-talk becomes on the right side, the evidence that what you know is true. So get in the habit of that positive self-talk and say, I can do this. I know I can do this. I've done it before. It's going to be unpleasant, but I can do it. And then tell somebody that you're anxious and get their support. So don't go through this alone. So tell your spouse if you're anxious about something at work. Don't be afraid of what they are going to say. You got to let it out. Tell someone that you really trust, man, I am so anxious. I am so worried that I have to give this presentation. I feel like I'm going to fail and people are going to laugh at me. So be honest. You've got to receive their support because you are not alone and you need someone to cheer you on. You've got to have other people in your life that will encourage you. So change your uh, change your, your negative soft talk 
and turn it into positive self-talk and then tell somebody that you're anxious and get their support, right? So the first tip, make a T-chart, uh, and that's the thoughts and the feelings on the left side and what you know is true on the right side. Number two is positive self-talk and then tell somebody that you're anxious and get their support. And then number three is make a detailed plan, a step-by-step plan of what you're going to do leading up to the event. So make out your plan. And here's why. When you make out a plan, and I mean as detailed as you can, and it might be writing down where you're going to park. You're going to pull into the parking garage. You're going to look for a parking spot. You're going to go through the doors. You got to sign in and you got to, uh, you know, look for the restroom and splash water on your face or, or take a drink of water. So you're planning out exactly as close as you can, step by step, of what you're going to do. Because what this does, it gives you the control back, not the anxiety. So the, the whole goal of this is to take the control, take the lead, take the realms, if you will, take the helm. And, and kick the anxiety out. So you do that uh, by creating a detailed plan of what you're going to do. Maybe even what you're going to say or maybe even who you're going to say it to. So you can develop this plan and then think about it as you're driving to the event or as you're walking through the doors. You have an idea of what you're going to do step by step. Maybe what you're going to say so you're prepared. So that fear of the unknown doesn't become such an unknown because you have it planned. See how that can make it work? It's being very logical and trying to tell your emotional side of your brain that the logic part of your brain is going to take over. Move over emotions, and here comes the logic. That's how you work on your pre-event anxiety. So the three tips that you can do right now is to make a T-chart, have positive self-talk, and then tell somebody that you're anxious and get their support. And then number three is make a detailed plan, a step-by-step plan of what you're going to do, where you're going to go, and who you're going to talk to. So logically, you'll know how to get through the event. We'll be back after a quick break. The year was 1846, and Sarah Graves was 21, a newlywed, and had dreams of moving to California. But an encounter with a group known as the Donner Party would change her life forever in a fight for survival that some would live to never speak of again. Here on The Land of Odd, we're a history podcast that covers the odd, macabre, and inspiring stories that you won't find in a textbook. At the time, two brothers were kidnapped by the circus to the connection between jazz and voodoo or the double murder that inspired America's obsession with true crime. Listen to The Land of Odd, a history podcast, on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. To not allow the emotions to come in and to make things worse. So you have to, you've got to face your anxiety if you're going to get better. If you're going to learn to cope with your anxiety, if you're going to learn to work on not having to toss and turn and fret and sweat and all this other stuff before your event. You have to learn how to face it if you're going to get better. But you need to know 
how to face your anxiety. And I just gave you three tips. And I really want you to re-listen to listen to this over again because it's going to encourage you. And that's my motivation is to encourage you. I want to be your chief encouragement officer. <laughs> I want to be your CEO. And I'm going to cheer you on. And I want you to listen because I am your biggest cheerleader. Well, okay, besides your friends and your family, I want to be your biggest cheerleader because I know you can do it. I know you can do it. And I think you know too, but I know you feel like your anxiety is so powerful. And it is. I'm not going to downplay it. Your anxiety is powerful. I get it. But I want to help you face it. And I want to help you take control. I want you to get your life back, not allow your pre-event anxiety to control you. Why lose sleep over it? Why fret over it when it can ruin your life? Well, maybe not ruin your life, but it could feel like it ruins your life. No more. No more. I want you to start working on it right now. If you have an event that's coming up that's on your calendar and that you're thinking about and you're starting to worry about, do these three tips. Do these three things that I just said. It works. Now, remember, it doesn't mean it's going to take away your anxiety, but it will help. You'll feel the support that you need. You'll feel that you're starting to take control back. And once you start taking control back, you will get your confidence back. And when you get your confidence back, that's when your anxiety goes bye-bye. Well, at least goes away. Well, Okay, maybe not go away, <laughs> but it gets better, right? So that's my goal for you, and that's my hope for you, that you can take control over the pre-event anxiety and that you'll learn what you can do, and it takes practice and practice and practice, and it is hard, and you're going to have growing pains, and you're gonna, you might do well one day, uh, with your pre-event, but the next time you might fail, you might, you know, revert back to some of the things that you've always struggled with. That's okay. That's part of life. That's why I want you to, to encourage you to re-listen to this episode because I want to remind you that you can take control over your anxiety. But I also know how powerful that anxiety can be. So you need other people. At the very least, uh, I want you, not that I'm, not that I'm perfect, guys. I have anxiety too at times. I've gone through some anxiety and some pre-event anxiety. Believe me, I've been there. I, the, that's why I'm so passionate about this because I, I put these things that I just said to practice in my own life. It's not me, this professional therapist, talking down to all of you who are listening to me because I know better than you. No, I can relate with you. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm transparent. I, if you've listened to any of my episodes, I try to be as transparent as possible. I am not perfect. I am a human just like you, right? And I have emotions too. I have weaknesses. I just don't want to hide behind them anymore. I don't want to act like I have it all together because I don't. But I certainly, here's one thing I will promise you. I have a passion to help people. 
and I have a passion to help you. And that's what I want to do. And that's why I started this podcast. This is why I'm able to reach many people through this podcast. I hope you can hear my voice and I hope you can sense that I'm being genuine with you and I'm being authentic with you. That's my goal. I'm not perfect. I'm not polished. You, you know that. I'm not hiding behind that. I don't pretend to be polished. I don't pretend to be perfect. But I think that's what makes me more personable. Hopefully, anyway. I hope, I hope you can find me uh, personable and find that I am a friendly guy because I, I value that. I, I've had people tell me I'm friendly and, and the people who come to see me in my office, um, people tell me how easy it is to talk to me. And I'm so thankful for that. I think it's because I don't put on airs. I don't try to pretend to be somebody that I'm not. And I don't want you to be pretend to be somebody you're not. So the pre-anxiety is real and it is powerful, but you are par- more powerful if you put some action to it. Focus on it. Work on it. Practice it. You can do it. And so I'm going to I'm going to let you go uh, and just remember that the more you work on your anxiety, the more confidence you'll get back. And the more confidence you get back, the less anxiety you'll feel. Work on the T-chart, work on positive self-talk, and then make that detailed plan step-by-step of what you're going to do. And I believe if you can put this to practice today, right now, it will help you the next time you have that event that you start to get anxious about. You know, pretty soon the holidays are going to be here. And a lot of people get anxious about the holidays and having to visit with family, right? Great opportunity to put to practice these things Uh, right before the holidays. And so I hope it helps. And if it does, please, 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 this is my pleas to you, reach out to me and let me know. I would love to know if some of of these episodes help you. Or if you just want to say, hey, listen to your episode, thank you. Man, that would mean the world to me. Uh, Or if you have an idea that you... Maybe it's anxiety, maybe it's depression, maybe it's a relationship issue, maybe it's who knows, whatever. Whatever topic or idea you have that you feel like would be a good fit for my show and the show, kind of the umbrella category is uh, emotionally healthy living. I want to help you live and achieve an emotional life and health because if you do that, then It helps your family, it helps your business, and it just helps your world. And if you can start living the life that is full of freedom and hope and an abundant life, then that is our purpose, right? I just think that is just an amazing thing to be able to think about, wow, what would it it feel like to really live the life that we were intended to live? What if we actually fulfill the purpose that we were intended to fill? Wow. Awesome to think about. Well, I'm going to let you go. Reach out to me on Twitter, please, at John P. Cordray. And as always, you're welcome to visit my website. 
I am continuing to build and produce content on there to help you to live through this emotional journey that we're all on. We all have a story, and, and my goal is to share my story with you, and hopefully it helps you, and I hope to, to find other people to share their story with you as well. All right, I'm going to let you go. Remember, I am your CEO. I am your chief encouragement officer. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, guys. You have been listening to The John Cordray Show. Remember, your story isn't over yet. Together, we can break the stigma of mental health. Together, we can make a difference. Be sure to catch the next episode of The John Cordray Show. Until next time, stay in the green zone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.